Holding my head again Making my way through crowded thoughts Sometimes it's hard to get out of it Hey friends, welcome to this week's episode of Please Blow My Mind with me, Will Fleming. Hello, kia ora, welcome, hope you are well, hope you are doing really well actually, that's what I want to say first of all. Look, I've got another awesome guest, um, the guests that I have on the show never cease to amaze me and I, I truly do mean that actually, because I think part of life is the variety, having variety. It must be something um, that gives us meaning deep within. I remember seeing a study, and they did a study on Skittles, you know the lollies, and they're like a variety of colours, and they did a test where they put a Skittles bowl out and another bowl out with just like green, the green colour, and the and the, the variety bowl went really quick. And the scientists concluded that our brain is hardwired for variety, which is why it's so beautiful that every week I get to have these conversations with people that I don't know and people that you're being introduced to. And we get to talk, we get to connect, and we get to try and attempt to have a deep connection in a time in history where things are ramped to be to be algorithms and it's the opposite to deep connection that you have on and in a conversation so there we go I think that's really cool and I just want to thank you for joining me on this edition of the podcast Ian Alford is my guest today now I came across Ian on ironically the internet Facebook and what kind of a well got my little spidey sense going my my radar for people I wish to talk to is he's created a board game called Driven for Success and it's a board game which encourages people who are learning to drive to play it like Monopoly or something like that and I like that idea I like that idea because we live in this time that I harp on about uh, where things are algorithm based right it's an attention it's an attack rather on your nervous system to keep you engaged to watch that screen and i love that ian has created a board game in a time of apps he's created a board game i think that's so cool and i think that's something worth celebrating Uh, but ian's got a backstory you know he's a former police officer he comes from the uk he does some work in corrections so he's like us trying to make it all add up at the end of the day trying to follow a dream and we discuss that dream today in the podcast so there we go Ian I was actually it was really nice to meet you and your wife who came and sat in the studio and we connected like humans do for a deep conversation so thanks everybody for joining another week and Ian thanks again brother for coming all the way out to my home to do the podcast with me here we go, folks. Ian Alford blows our mind. Bringing out the fire, bring on all the lightning. Cause I'm looking for a hero, look inside the mirror. I find one. Oh, carry the hurt when it gets too hard. Pick it up, dust it off. When I fall down 11, I get up 12. Don't need nobody else. 
Well, thanks for coming all the way to my place to sit in the studio with me and to have this uh, chat that we're going to have. I, I really appreciate it because I think there's a lot of things that we're trying to do here which are good things. First of all, we've, I've connected with you on social media and then you've taken a punt to connect with me in real life and I feel like that's that we've ticked the box there. Hey, that's uh, it's gone it, pretty quick, eh? Hey, isn't that's it? Right. Yesterday, so that's right. That's right. And but good. also, it's a complicated world. Social mm. media is a weird new creation that I don't know if most people feel like it helps, or if it's. I a, personally think that it's an easier way to get to where you want to get as quick as you can get. To yeah. tell you the truth, because yeah. it's you know it's out there and the opportunity to get somewhere a lot quicker than you would be able to normally. Mm. Uh, it's a blessing for me, especially for what I'm trying to do, you know, so it, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. let's get straight into that then with what you're trying to do, because I'm fascinated. Um, you know, you've you've built this driving for success game. Maybe we could talk a bit about that firstly, and then I sure. could dive a bit deeper into the man behind the idea type thing. Is that kind of cool? Sure. Do you want me to just discuss um, how we come about the game and it's yeah. Do you want me to discuss any statistics yeah. behind it? Or yeah. Uh, well, just all of it, because people who are listening and, you know, watching these small clips, they come in to have, like the podcast is called, get your mind blowing you know and and i mm. think that's a, uh, a a good thing for people to have because we live in a quite a sterile world you know yeah. so so they're going to be exposed to you and your ideas and, yeah yeah and i think it's good to explain to the viewers or the audience that um and the another reasons behind it it's not yeah. just doing the board game and for people to learn it's there's other reasons for it so um i'll just kick off with um a few statistics from 2020 mm. Um, I mean, in New Zealand, obviously, we know that there's about six or seven million. I'm not sure if it's gone up since then. Um, but there's only there's about 3.6 million who got driving license. Yeah. So within that, you know, we got um, about 37% were learners and 32 with restricted. So there's still a long way to go for them to get the full. So the game is also to support people obtaining it as well as pursuing mm. where they need to get to, mm. as well as maintaining their knowledge as well on the roads. Um, so there's estimated about probably about 1.4 million without licenses at the moment, and one in three fail the learning test as well. So that doesn't doesn't help mm. uh, those who are. I mean, money wise, obviously it's costing as well. So I like to think that um, the opportunity to try the board game would be something which would benefit them and give them the opportunity to pass earlier. Yeah. So uh, a lot of since 2019. Um, quite a lot of the applicants are failing at the first stage mm. um, and there's estimated that there's about 70 to 90,000 New Zealanders who struggle to access the license system due to other barriers so we're also talking about not having access to cars um, not having adult to learn to drive and also language and literacy difficulties as well mm. which was another reason why I, I thought about the game for people who have them issues um, and the cost of driving fees and also accessing to centres as well as being in the rural areas and stuff. Mm. So having the game physically, if they can't get on the internet, will give them hopefully the opportunity to learn a bit more, learn with family, be educated, mm. and uh, yeah, be and enjoy what they're doing really, mm. rather than have to struggle trying to do it from a, a theory or a computer-based sort of thing or through books and stuff. Absolutely, and like it's a real thing. I failed my, and I laugh because it, was, it wasn't funny at the time, but I failed the, the theory test like... Oh, I have to admit it, like 
twice in a row and my mum kept giving me money to go back in you know luckily I was in a small town so they would say come on then sit it again but it's it's funny because you really need to get that stuff right if you're going to be out there with this giant machine that you're driving around yeah, right yeah, and, and I mean that's we're just the problem with statistics is that people don't really think it could be them but it's all of us that mm. could be on the wrong side of accidents and I mean absorbs, yes, exactly yeah. I mean you you hit the nail on the head about accidents and um, a lot of the impact and the concerns we have I mean having worked in the police and in corrections now mm. um, a lot of the issues are the youngsters um, and 5% of Kiwis leave school with a full license only 5% so it's quite low at the yeah. moment yeah. And it's not good and, and a lot of um, the road crashes leading uh, causing deaths in New Zealand aged between 16 and 24 so the knowledge is not there and I think like you said before mm-hmm. driving a big machine you know not having the knowledge it's a big big deal you know at the end of the day and if they haven't got that then to have it at such an earlier age because obviously the game designed for 14 years upwards yeah. Yeah. so if they can learn before they get to that stage at least uh, their, their awareness is there mm. prior to just jumping in the car because we've, we all know in New Zealand that a lot of them just go there take the test and that's it whereas a bit more knowledge behind them before they go and take their driving test mm. they're already halfway there and then they can progress from there and hopefully learn more while they're driving so to have that experience um, from a from a, a knowledge point of view, I think is quite essential, really, from the, the youngsters in mm. New Zealand because mm. of the, the issues we're having on the roads. Um, there's uh, statistics, as what I was saying, that in Auckland between 2015 and 2019, uh, the road crashes resulted in the death of serious injury to 340 young drivers um, between the ages of 16 and 24. Mm. So, and a, a lot of that's alcohol and speed. So again, we're talking about not being sensible, you know, not, you know, if you're going to go out for the day, going out for night, be sensible about it and have a, have a sober driver. Mm. And, and the same with the speed, you know, a lot of them getting, I have these cars, these high performance cars, they don't know how to control them. They think <laughs> that they can, you know, they think they're, they're one of these official racing drivers and it's not the case, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I've always been mindful as to the issues from the, the environments I've worked in and the people I've associated with and the people I've dealt with in my in my work and still do today, you know, mm. as to what offending they've been doing and a lot driving without licenses, a lot going to court without no license. So having a license is gonna be one step forward for them to progress, you know? Absolutely. It makes it easy for the courts to give a re- to, to deal with their offending and deal with it in another way rather than have to deal with it in a way which they do at the moment so. yeah yeah often what happens is i think about other guests that have been on this podcast and i had one guest and he's from samoa right and his dad um well he basically explains it that he doesn't remember his dad becoming violent in the family until they moved to new zealand from samoa and part of the reason he put it down to is because his dad kept getting speeding tickets and driver's license offences he didn't have a driver's license but there was no integration in those days about people getting their license especially Mm. if you're an immigrant right and so I think like one of the things about maybe what you're doing too is you you will be helping people with mental health because they'll just they'll park it away in their mind you have the skills you know how to do the and you could make better decisions something like that eh and I'm glad that you come on with that, but there's something else to, I'll probably cover a little bit later on um, through the interview, mm. because you said about mental health issues, un- unemployment is a, a big asset, and unemployment um, for a lot of people is mainly also due to no no license, license is a big thing for employment, so not having that 
does revert to um, mental health, depression, mm. and also reoffending. So Absolutely, it's all, it's all connected. It, yeah, it, it is, and you know, I'm probably a little bit too. I try and go a little bit too deep, but whatever. That's what I like doing. But the I think it's a nice sense of pride to having your license. Mm. I can remember it being like a like a uh, initiation you know i felt a bit older and i had my license and you know i could go out and drive and all of that stuff um so why driving what is it about the license and why this as an idea to run with uh, i think so i've worked because of the time in, in i mean it's not just this country as well when i worked in the police in the uk uh, the the main things we've had to encounter in the police and also where I work today in, in corrections is lots of alcohol related and domestic mm, violence mm. and a lot of the alcohol related then um, reverts to drink driving as well so it's just trying to really support um, the community and the government sectors really to make sure that um, driving is um, at the forefront as it is today anyway with all the government agencies it's something which they have have got as a priority trying to resolve all the issues and stuff mm. um, and it's just in a situation where um, lost your track of thought now no that's alright that's alright just talking about the government agencies and um, you know how I guess the why behind it you know because I think one of the things I, ne- you, I never got to meet the person who invented Monopoly and those type of things, but we get to talk to you. And I'll tell so, you what, I did read about that guy, and that was his his Monopoly game was um, was rejected at first. And he was like <laughs> yeah. just a miner in America, I think it was. He put it forward, and he yeah, and he and he got rejected, and then obviously <laughs> he, he finally got sold, and then that was where he is today. But I, I read that because I was looking at patents and stuff yeah. for games, and that was what I read about the Monopoly. And oh. that must be a whole giant world of you know licensing and like there must be a lot of uh, learning that you're doing at the moment you know even just to have the board game here everyone just sees a board game but i see like hours of you know like you said graphic design and licensing yeah, and trademarking design and that was not all my <laughs> all my upheaval it's my poor brother in canada and he, he yeah. did a lot of work a lot of hours putting into it all and i think the frustrating thing for me was i wanted to get it out there mm. but i kept getting pulled back by him no you can't hang on a minute we're not ready we're not ready like. right so i mean he's he's um very um anal is probably the word he uses but yes. he's, he's quite um focused on what he wants to achieve and make yeah. sure he does it the right way which is all, that, that's what his profession is yeah you know i mean i remember when he was younger he produced um a pile of games uh he'd done some drawing and i thought oh that's good he said that's rubbish it's like <laughs> because it wasn't perfect you know and that's what he likes to be and mm-hmm. even now he, he comes onto my website and <laughs> because i put it asleep for a month because he keeps saying to me what have you done now what have you done this like come on man. I'm trying to get my website going. so I mean he's always looking out for it but he's I've just noticed I've yeah something I need to change but yeah he's, he's quite he's quite funny how he's but he we're seeing results I mean we've already got about 10 pre-sales already mm. pre-orders already awesome so it's starting to move which is good especially over the Christmas and New Year mm. um, some people are even a little bit more reserved as to whether it's a official company or not um, but They've obviously done the research and found that it is, which it is. Mm. Um, but overall, you know, because I managed to get out on all the Facebook websites all over New Zealand now, yeah. um, I'm hopeful that a lot of positive will come out of it yeah. and people will um, see it for what it is. And it's just a question of trying to get, like, all our pop-up events are many in Auckland because that's where we obviously live. Yeah. Um, but it would be nice to do some Hamilton and then further afield. 
mm. in time you know if it starts to get to a stage where it's worth doing you know yeah absolutely yeah can you talk a little bit about the game and how it works and i mean maybe this will you know there will already be parents who are uh, listening and they'll be thinking oh my child as my child actually my child is coming into the age of having to learn that i'm like all right that's cool because i'm going to be pre-ordering the game as well yeah that's cool thank you um so the way i look at it really is a learning aid um it's there to support people having difficulty with studying Mm. and taking their driving test and also people living in the rural area without computer access, literally difficulties, um, and people who need support with verbal education methods and stuff, mm. you know? Um, and it's about obviously helping New Zealanders obtain their driving licence yeah. and encouraging in a proactive and fun learning way, in a social way. Um, and But it's also for people like myself and you and, and the wife yeah. to um, be given the opportunity to um, refresh their memory of certain things and think, oh, I forgot about that. Or yeah. so it's uh, an ongoing learning process for everyone. I think mm. really, um, and and at the same time, I like to think that it's a be rewarding and fun for everyone. You know, yeah. Um, the game is about helping people learn to drive, and um, it's supporting. We're open to hopefully support with the authorities in New Zealand mm. uh, by helping new drivers remember the rule. You know, remember the rules and reduce driving offences in New Zealand as well. Really, yeah. Uh, so, um, so the game we've got it designed between four to two to four people. But although the, I mean, there can be as many people as you want play. Gotcha. I suppose really. I mean, we've only got four pieces playing pieces, yep. but it doesn't really matter how many play. It's just obviously the age we've set it at fourteen, mm. um, and uh, it's just consists of a board and obviously the instructions, and you've got two dice. Yep. Um, One's a rolling number dice and one's a yellow and red uh, learning or question card dice. So when you roll it, you'll get um, a red or a yellow and then you'll just pick up the appropriate card. Awesome. Um, the learning cards will more or less <clears throat> give you an instruction which you read out loud for everyone to hear. Um, and then you'll either miss a turn or you'll throw again. Um, and then the question cards obviously are questions now they both interact each other so the learning cards and question cards you might have a learning card then two goes down the line you might um, have the question for it so it's just about Mm. repetitive it you know yes yes Um, and then um, and then we also have um, question on the question spaces on the board as well so we've changed the system a bit where we had originally because we thought that is a bit too quick and we need to slow the game down a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Um, <clears throat> so the purpose of it is to have a novice and expert. So if you're an expert, then you'll 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 do the question on the board. Plus you have whatever you roll on the color of the dice. Yeah. So if you have two, but you have to have answer both questions to move forward. And the gotcha. same with the board, you have to answer that and move forward. Yeah. So if, for example, you was to have um, you threw a dice and you have like. Um, two two questions you'd answer the first one then answer the second one if you get the first one wrong i mean i suppose you could be asked the other one but it's irrelevant to your turn because mm. you wouldn't be going anywhere um but that'd be up to how people decide to play the game but yeah. obviously the instructions would like to think are clear and concise um they do detail how the game is played and it's quite basic it's nothing too ex- ex- extreme and mm. nothing too complicated for people to understand we would like to think um, obviously we're always at hand on emails and available on the website Absolutely. if we've got any questions or any issues and stuff um, so we have like 
three packs of learning cards, uh, two packs of learning cards, and three packs of question cards. Um, and each card, each pack contains about fifty-five cards in each one. So they're like the same size as the community chess ones in Monopoly, um, and uh, they're, they're quite prominent. They stick out quite well. The, the color of the because as well as the questions, you also have what does this sign sign mean? Yeah. So you have signage as well in on the question pack for people to awesome. say, oh, that means no U-turn, or that means mm. no left turn, or mm. whatever. So. So that's the um, the concept of the game in general, really. Um, well, it also sounds funny in that parents can play with the kids. Yeah, so and you, that's, yeah. Because I think a parent thinks, and I'm thinking, you know, oh, my job is just to kind of, when he gets the learner license, to help him learn to drive. Yeah. And I'm, I think it's not a good system here. Like, for example, I married a German lady. In Germany, you don't teach your child how to drive you got a proper teaching school of Farshul, okay. like you know, and, and you get a license that way. And I still know she knows a lot more road rules than me, even in New Zealand. And right. even though I'm the one that does the driving, you know, just because that's how it is in our family. But um, I, I think to myself, to have an area where a parent can do something else than not just have to teach them the, what would you call it? Like, this is the theory behind the mechanics, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and I think you. I mean, I, the, the way I look at it, um, from such a young age, from the fourteen or fifteen year old learning, is I think I put it on the context of some of the mm. of some of my powerpoints or mm. the acting thing is like learning will never be the same because you will take your child to school, um, and they'll be for. And then what are you doing that for, Dad? Slow down. You know, they'll be questioning. They'll, they'll be learning stuff, and then they'll be questioning you as to why how why you're driving that way and why you you're might get some doing what you're doing, giving yeah. your feedback. And it, and it, and it's good because you know they probably also get some of the parents thinking, yeah. oh, I am going a bit too fast, or no, that's yeah, right. they're right, you know, but not going to tell them. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. There's that concept of it as well. So yeah. learning it at a younger age before they get to 16, where they can legally uh, drive, mm. that two-year gap. I mean, I like to think that a lot of knowledge will be there for them to take on to the next you know take into the next level for them yeah. to be able to um to use with their, their driving yeah mm. so it's going to be easier for them when they take their theory test hopefully because <clears throat> we've had obviously all the authority from new zealand transport agency to use what we're using um but not in the context what they do obviously with the exam so all we have we have like a question and one answer so the answer is the answer in the exam yes. so if you go and take the exam then you normally see the five sometimes you think oh it could be that or it could yeah. be this you can overread it sometimes like, oh, that's you right do. um but i like to think that what we got to offer you know gives them oh yeah i know that it's that you know straight away without having to worry about like i think we we're yes, saying yes, yes. The, what's the depth of the tile like 1.5 millimeters yeah. you know yeah it'll be there and it'll give you other like 1.25 1.75 so you know mm. what it is you know? well i'm sure too that people can use the cards like we used to for studying for exams <laughs> that they, as well yeah they'll they take it and memorize got, it if you've got students in the school then yeah they could probably just get a pack out each have a pack each and just yeah. t- and have like a competition and you know like a team game or something mm. you know there's always that they can use mm. so there's there's other uh, other um, components they can use of the game as well as playing the game to be beneficial for them certainly yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and also um, to you know what what was I just thinking I thought there was a really interesting thing there too uh, that that there's something <coughs> cool that you're just giving the answer as opposed to trying to trick and I'm not saying that's what the transport people do but 
yeah, sometimes it can be overwhelming having too many options. And yeah. like, I think there's a real metaphor there for modern life. There's too many options and it, 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 it yeah. doesn't help us sometimes, you know, no. it, gives, it burdens us. And where's just the answers? Give me the answers. And you're I doing think, that. Yeah. And you got, you hit a nail on the head there. When I was, when I was in the police in the UK, I had to go through training school twice. Um, and because I was just scraping through the, mm. the exams. And I was the same there. And it was the same when you take your test. Like I think it's that, but it could be that. Yeah. And when you start looking into it, looking into it too much or over-reading or over-thinking, that's when your mind just thinks, well, you doubt your first in- gut instinct, you know? And that's yeah. where, hopefully, with the game, people could say, well, I know it's that because yes. it is that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You're 100% right. Um, let me ask you about why a physical board game in a world of apps, social media, and like I, I, I want to say, I'm really, I think that's cool that you're not just going down the same road as everyone else, which is like, let's try and keep people on screens. You know, I, I think that's a real dangerous thing that we're heading towards. Is it specifically a board game that you were like that um, pop in your mind? What's the what's the process there? Basically, what happened was um, about five years or so ago, I was in my line of work I was supporting people passing a driving test and we were doing like two day mm-hmm. uh, one day theory and then one the following day we did a bit of like online testing and then we went down and took the test and I I just and some people were struggling and I thought there must be an easier way of doing this you know mm-hmm. so I went home that night and I think I was off the following day and in 24 hours I made the game you know I just thought about oh why don't we make it into a board game wow and so I did that and obviously the board but why because oh, why don't you bring it so I should have bought it but I mean it literally <laughs> is like a massive it's probably about twice the size of my laptop you know like so is it and it had I, I was printing all this stuff off and taping it on and it's like oh, overpowering you know but that was the beginning and then obviously with my brother's help it's like no you don't want that no you don't want that and reduce 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 um so yeah it has been um a bit of a a long journey with regards to that but can you just ask yeah 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 no 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 I mean this you were asking about uh, yeah oh the board game yeah that's right Um, so the purpose of doing the board game um, I have got plans for the future for an app it's something which I am looking at Mm. but it's just depending on how well we do with the game here I would like to also take it to Australia and the UK and even America depending Mm. on how powerful it becomes Mm. Um, and also trying to put it on an app format onto the planes and the airports people coming in into New Zealand they can play the game because it's a long flight sometimes so they can have understanding of if they're going to come and live or emigrate then at least they can sort of have an idea of the Mm. the laws and they can probably play a game and be entertained and and learn at the same time Does your brain ever turn off or is it like because I'm I'm picking up you you know like this is I guess what I'm asking, because I'm interested in the game, but I'm interested in you. I'm really interested in you because, like I said to you before we started recording, I hope what these type of chats do is they might inspire people to follow a little bit of other things Mm. other than just what people tell them they should do. I mean, look, we all have to do what people tell us to do. But I do believe that we each have an individual talent whatever that may be yeah and yeah does that kind of I, register I would, yeah i mean I've, I've got lots of things i like to do good um pending the success of this and one thing i'd love to do because i'm well, my wife and i we're helping people we do stuff to help people we, that's what we are you know mm-hmm. and um i would like to sort of help the homeless um what my plan, my one of my ultimate plan would be if I had the money to do that would be to, to get um, a ground somewhere, get um, seven or eight sleepouts, yeah. um, and 
take people off the street who want to get back into employment mm. and hopefully use not so much the contacts but the knowledge I've got with how to get food banks, AOD counselling, um, employment, you know, get these people visiting, having like alcohol, like give them like a, a month there to sort themselves out mm. and give them the support they probably need to get them back on their feet and get them back into employment. So that's one of my other goals. I've got another goal beyond that's that, great. but you that's know, great. Um, a goal beyond that is is quite high, you know. But it's all about just taking one step at a time, really. And this mm. is what you know. It's one of like you said. If you don't do something, you never know if it's going to work or not. And yeah. you've got to take. Like what I said earlier on, you've got to take take the take the jump to sort of see if it succeeds. And if it doesn't, then you know I've always had that motto, like with the book I did. You know, I always sort of it wasn't intended to go out to the community. It's mainly mm. for family, but I thought mm. I'd give it a try. But it wasn't really going, so I just left it. Um, but if you don't do something, then you, know, you or even try something, you never know whether you've achieved it or not. You know? Well, and I like I really listen when you talk like that because one of the things that I try and reconcile is how do you follow your dream whilst making sure there's enough money coming in and being a good family member and a community member. You know, it's like mm. it's tricky, isn't it? And I think yeah. people don't talk about that. They I think I think for me for the game, uh, I've just taking one step at a time really and um luckily i've had support from my brother who's yeah. if i hadn't had that i probably i wouldn't be here today talking mm. to you because it wouldn't be it'd still be a pipe dream so to have it to have the 10 prototypes you've had already done and ready to go and ready to pretest and getting pre-orders coming in you know it's exciting because you're seeing is actually working and all the comments you're getting from people all over new zealand you know is is, is in is lovely to sort of see mm. and um yeah, we're, I mean, I'm I'm very optimistic about it and very sort of, you know, I wouldn't say hopeful because I know it will be successful, but it's yeah. just a question, I believe, of how long it will take before it gets to that stage. Yeah. Um, I know that there's a need for, um, I mean, we, you said about board games early on rather than social media. Board, board games are something which everyone loves to play. I mean, it's a standard thing like Monopoly, for example, we were talking earlier on. Everyone plays Monopoly. Christmas times in a board game. Yeah. I mean, I would like to have got it in. I'd like to have got the game out there like <laughs> last year when COVID struck because That's it probably right. would have been a, yeah. a good place to time. But you know, we're grateful that we are where we are today, rather than you know try and use it as an advantage point. Mm. So I, I do understand that as well. But um, you know, Christmas time is time when people play board game. Board games is always going to be there. Mate, we play board games at Christmas still. Yeah. The wife wants right. Come on, let's get cleared out. Yeah, yeah, playing. yeah. So um, it, it, it's not going to be go away. Um, it's certainly from the younger generation. It's because um, your brother goes, me, oh, ask, ask Abby, ask your daughter what she thinks of this because mm. she's the younger generation. So, um, but the younger generation always going to go to social media and Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but there's always that element of um, boards. You know, I think from the people who can't afford social media, then the the board game is another alternative for them to enjoy and to that's learn. right and that's another reason why i did it because not everyone got decent phones and laptops and no, stuff no, yeah. and it's sometimes and it's another a, learning tool yeah and it's yeah. a bit pokey to look at all of that stuff and it's hard i think with the board game there's a there's a goal in mind we're, we're supposed to arrive somewhere and the other thought i had is that it's a bit of a family environment right it's up to the parents to drive it along too that yeah, they've got exactly. to be involved and yeah. i think it's a good thing i think um yeah. you know part of the system could be that parents should be buying it 
as a gift for their children and then playing it with them. Yeah, that'd be nice. Nice. Thanks for your thoughts there, Will. And, mm. um, and it's also about giving back as well. Like even now, you know, we sold a board game and I've got, um, I've got Breast Cancer Foundation. I've mm. got Shine who do with domestic violence. I've got Life Who Matters who suicidal prevention. Yeah. And the Starship Foundation and Panados, where my mother used to be when she was a kid in mm. Panado. So some of these are close to our hearts and um, our family. And it's also like suicidal um, and also domestic violence are a big thing in New Zealand. Yeah. It's a big thing we got to, you know, I mean, unfortunately, New Zealand's got the highest statistics in Mali, sort of suicidal, yeah. you know, for youngsters. So it's sad that, um, you know, we are where we are, but if we can do our bit, you know, by making something for ourselves, then it's good that we can contribute and support mm. the communities as well, which we believe in. Absolutely. You know, I don't want to put you on the spot. And it, I mean, maybe we're not on the spot. It's us working through this together. But I, you mentioned suicide. It's something I think about. Like, do you try and work out why New Zealand, the home of Lord of the Rings, the beautiful country it mm. is, why is it that this country has that dark shadow what what is it about new zealand i think from experience um on the jobs i've done it's a lot about um family togetherness not having that support feeling isolated um maybe being from abusive background mm. um and then in that in that light um they abuse they then get isolated they don't think life's not worth living mm. no employment you know no support from people around them and all that just bubbles up I think for people especially the youngsters and a, a lot of the gang influence as well mm. doesn't help um, from a gang point of view you know if um, if they're shafted out of the, of the gang and they got no other family apart from them because a lot of them use the gangs for their family exactly. because their family don't want them so mm. they're they're brought into into them areas and they feel secure therefore they'll do what they want and then when they're like that's gone they've got nothing else so a lot of the youngsters are disillusioned, I think, by what life's about sometimes. Yeah. And take the wrong path, unfortunately. Yeah. And um, and again, it's cyberbullying as well, isn't it? You know, social media doesn't help. Mm. Um, our daughter had it ages ago when yeah. she was at school, you know, yeah. and she's okay now, she's fine, she's all yeah, good. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, everyone, you know, you fall out. The problem with social media we found uh, through our family is like, if you have a group of friends and then you fall out with one of them, and the others take their side, you lost everyone. Yeah. Like in the old days, you and I would just go and talk to someone, go to school and have a talk and have yeah. on and that'd be it. You know, That's it. you fall out with someone, you make up and they'd just be you and them. Whereas mm. this day and age, social media plays a big part, unfortunately, for yeah. suicidal awareness, you know, suicidal issues with the youngsters, with the, the type of bullying especially. That's mm. the problem which we which we're obviously fully aware of. It's um, a worry for everyone. But Yeah. Well, look, I, I also think... Um because these things kind of reveal themselves when you're talking but one of the nice things that you're doing is in the game you get people to do things together it's yeah. you know it's like mm. it's a proper use of the word inclusion you yeah. know you're actually including everyone and i just think it's like you know maybe you need someone to say to you too it's 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 really good what you're doing you know like you're really trying to I mean, you probably see your world through your eyes, right? And obviously you do, but it's like about the game and getting it up and having a good presentation. But I see someone who's doing something really different to everyone else. And 
it might have this awesome cascade of um, positive influence, and yeah, I mean that's I'd, what I'd like we all to think want. So, yeah. yeah, and you I mean you say that. I mean, I do get accommodation from people at work. You mm. know, one of my mates, Yaz, he's he's all good. He's very supportive, um, and also the managers now that they can see the possible influence on the game, and they can see where. Um, it can lead to, mm-hmm. and they've always, oh yeah, we know that we know these, we know them, we can put it into this, into that. So I, that's why I know from a government point of view that it's, it's something which should uh, be pushed forward, mm-hmm. and especially in the prisons because you know the prisons is one of the areas we obviously focus on as well, and we know that a lot of them go in there and um, they just go out into the yards and they play their board games or the cards and stuff. So this is another way they do teach them their driving driving licenses in prison now so that's Mm, good mm. gives them the opportunity to have that license before they come out and then this will hopefully give them more of an opportunity to learn as well as the other tools they have because just get get me wrong it's not just this tool there's certainly other tools out there which people can use and Strive community have got one you know they have their way of doing uh, supporting people and and like us you know I mean we're obviously an independent company but I like to think that through my work um, we can push it into the areas where it needs to go into mm. a lot quicker than hopefully we would be able to otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do you think of yourself as an entrepreneur? Well, it's funny you say that because I got out of, um, I was doing my Uber the other day and I, I these, these people, about four people I've taken a lift to and they're quite nice, the older generation. And I said, oh, oh give, can you do me a favour? Can you promote my game? He goes, oh, yeah, nice to see an entrepreneur. So, I don't know. I mean, I mean, what is you know, what is an entrepreneur? An entrepreneur is someone who makes millions, isn't it? I don't know. I don't know how you, how you perceive it. But, I mean, um, I do sort of think about it as and when the time hopefully comes that it could be, uh, could be considered as one. But at the moment, we're just trying to get the game out there and get mm. people to understand the reasoning behind it, really, rather than just buying the game and think, oh, no. You know, and that's expensive for fifty bucks. You know, mm. well, you think about it. You know, driving license, co- driving test costs you. Was it now? I'm not too sure. Seventy, eighty bucks. So this costs you about seventy, eighty bucks. The yeah. board game costs you fifty bucks. Mm. So if you are buying a board game and then you're learning before you take your lessons and your tests, then it shouldn't take you. It should take you a lot. It should take you as long to get yeah. to where you want to get. Hopefully, mm. with with some bit of support beforehand. You mm. know. Well, that's not that much either. You no, know, like. No. It's an investment, and and like I think one of the big things for parents is they're going to be shocked probably how little they know or the forgotten, right? Yeah. And they're going to enjoy it if they have the right mindset, which is let the kids win, let when the kids played, be better. We played, um, we played it for the first time, my wife and me, and my daughter at Christmas, and my daughter won, <laughs> and my wife was ahead of me, ahead of us for age, but it's also throwing of the dice, you know, you throw the dice and you get one every time, you're not going further, but if you answer your questions and you get them right, you're moving forward, so they've got more chance of winning, so that's the whole purpose of it, like, mm. you know, the more you know, the more chance you should win, but it doesn't necessarily work that way, because if you're at the end point, and then you've got to get exact number to get home, <laughs> yeah. everyone's trying to get exact number, but your daughter got it first time, and then you've got to answer the question. <laughs> If you don't answer the question, then you've got to wait for the next turn to answer another question. Mm. So it could be a point where there be two or three of you waiting to answer, try and get a question right to win the game. Mm. So it's that you know excitement as well, like oh, I'm getting closer, I'm getting closer, and yeah, yeah. So um, I wanted to ask you too about coming to New Zealand. Was that something that you like? Did you think you were going to live here, and was it always part of the plan? Because no, you're from the UK, right? Yeah, we're from the UK. We've been in the UK. We left the UK in 2008. The plan. Uh, what happened was when the EU opened up, um, 
I just thought because my wife and I were going through, you know, some times with family and stuff, and we yeah. just thought, you know what, why don't we just have a fresh start and and start somewhere else and and start a fresh, and it'd be hopefully a lot, a lot good, uh, good for all of us mm. really. So we we did. I mean, unfortunately, her two daughters wanted to stay in the UK. Right. Um, that was their decision. The opportunity to come was there. They, they declined. Yeah. I think the younger one we would have liked to have come. The other one who's currently in hospital yeah. now. Yeah. Um, because we know that she would benefit more. Would have benefited more than the older one who had any relationship. So yeah. that was fine. That's what they decided. Uh, Abby was. Uh, she's it was about ten at the time anyway. So she just came with respect to, to what. But the the government was the EU was opening up in two thousand eight in the UK, mm. and I just I had don't know I had a feeling that it'd be overcrowded, overpopulated the the country, and I just thought that because um, we were going to go to Australia originally to Perth, and right. the reason why is because when I was in the Metropolitan Police in the UK, New Zealand unknown to me, but well, I did know that New Zealand and Australia, but they were both recruit doing transfers with police officers and stuff. Yes. So we were going to go to Perth, and then they kept when I put my application through, and I was waiting and uh, the exams and stuff. And they, you know, obviously, you don't get as high scores. The others you get put back into a pool and you wait. Um, and I thought, you know what? I'd, what's New Zealand all about? I've never even been. We never even been to New Zealand, you know. <laughs> so um, it was the first. We came here, you know, to a new lease of life. Not even having been to the country at all. And I thought, like, what's New Zealand all about? Because I don't like a big portfolio of. Of Australia, and I had to start researching New Zealand. So then we researched New Zealand, and I researched actually Rodney District was another area I looked at when I researched, uh, and I searched Huntley, and I thought, nah, too many telephone masks there for cancer, cannot go in there. <laughs> and then I looked at um, the Waikato, and I looked at Marnesville. This looks a nice little town. Mm. Looks a lovely little town. So we went, <laughs> we moved, and um, when I started policing it at night time, it was like every other town. You yeah. Know, it, domestic violence alcohol related but you know in general the love lovely little town and it still is it's just every and then you realize that every town in new zealand no matter where you go you've got your poor area and your bad areas and your maori areas and your paki mm. areas and mm. stuff and so really um from that side of things you know it doesn't matter where you live i think you're always gonna have to accept that there's gonna be that's right you know that that in in where you live but it's it just an eye-opener because i didn't ex- but when i was when i went there and we were going around the cafes and the restaurants and we were like enjoying my time before i started working we was enjoying then when i started working they all come out to play at night time yeah know, so all the, the car thefts and all the domestic violence and mm. yeah and, and like i said it's it wasn't as extreme as i'm making out because mine's was a small town but it you don't realize until you until you do a different type of job you know that um yeah absolutely that there's other things where you wouldn't expect if you yeah. were doing something else so. yeah well it's one of the things i like to ask people who move to new zealand because one thing new zealand does is a fantastic job at selling itself and sometimes i think it can be a shock you know i grew up here and right. i see the 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 ones that come out at night you know and even in this little town here mm. it's like that too and and it's definitely I think that's why I'm interested in things like suicide rates because they reveal something. They say that there's another thing happening mm. in this idyllic yeah. whatever, you know? I think it's just about stability, doesn't it? If you haven't got this family around you to support you mm. in general, that then then you, you're not going to live a, a life which you would love to live, I think, really. And mm. if you haven't got the support with people to do that for you and to, and to, you know, to put you back into place if you've got gone off the rail... If they're going to just let you go off the road, you're going to get worse and worse, mm. and it could, and it, and then you're going to have no one to support you, and then you're going to have that. Then, I mean, my sister, you know, she in the UK, she's written a book, 
about the big blue skies calling she she's quite openly she does ambassador for suicidal awareness mm. she had them thoughts when she had um had her son you know mm. and something which she we weren't aware until she you know made it known to the world you know mm. so that was quite a shock to all of us yeah and you know for her to get depressed she would like the our she was our pillar you know she was all everyone used to go to and mm. on the outside and that's the problem on the outside you see nothing but inside you know you don't know until you until you contact make contact with get that connection with people you don't really see and then mm. we'll open up yeah like we you know within our line of work in corrections you know when we have people coming in if you can get that rapport then you get more information and you get more support yeah. you can't give them the support without the information and that's mm. the sad thing is some of them keep enclosed as to what the problems are yeah so we can't help you know mm. and then then we hear things happening and we think well didn't expect that but mm. you know yeah sharing is caring you know well it's a real thing you know it's um it's what i don't know like i think it's even what we're doing here you know obviously we're here to talk about this board game but we're also here to just have a chat and yeah. to explore together and some good stuff comes out of that and yeah, i think and i think it has because it's it's not only showed the importance of the board game but we've also showed um the consequences of other things around it that's right you know, and the reasons why it's there like we said about alcohol drink driving re-offending mm. yeah. and then that escalates to domestic violence to you know uh, driving offenses mm. so it is a big thing eh? it's not not trying to sell it that you know you buy the board game it's all going to stop <laughs> you know it's not going to be that way but it's just another another little, little cog to sort of support people you know yeah. to help them hopefully uh live a bit of a better life and uh hopefully the refunding on in in the um with uh with car you know with mm. driving offending hopefully would would will reduce yeah but that's my hope that, that's my main hope is that people buy it people learn at an early age and in time the, the offending on the roads would get is reduced and we're everyone's a lot safer that's everyone's right driving a lot safer and there's no not as many deaths unfortunately as are happening again this christmas you know yeah. what well, and also i guess we should say that things change intergenerationally right so what the part of the goal is that we want this game to be around like monopoly eh? well so like years and years and years cool if it would be, yeah. Eh? but yeah and it's all all the beginning eh? and so yeah, we just right. see what what comes of it and mm. uh if it phases out and nothing comes of it then that's the way it is but um i like to think it wouldn't be i like to think it'd be something people would adapt to and find useful mm. um and obviously we change with the times if obviously things change regarding the laws we we will keep regular updates with um the ntn uh, new zealand transport agency and then mm. we'll we'll update information or change accordingly as well so it's not as if they're going to have updated stuff so yeah yeah that's something which we we do on a regular basis or we'll be doing um two final things one is um well the final thing is where we can pre-order but I had something I wanted to ask you, and I'm just going to sit till I remember it because it was. Why you remembering it? I'll tell you how about pre-ordering if you want. Um, yes. So <clears throat> we have a www.drivenforsuccess.shop. Um, that's where you need to go uh, online. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a contact information as well. Contact at driventosuccess.shop. Um, but yeah, so it's www.drivenforsuccess.shop and that will take you straight to um, the website. And then on the website with the drop-down menus, you can go to the shop and you can do the pre-order. Um, there is currently a, a charge of $11 for packaging posters at the moment. Um, I like, I'm trying to work on it so that hopefully in the in near future, as and when we progress, um, I can go through Amazon or someone um, 
a warehouse where we can do free delivery but um that's in in the in the go at the moment so then hopefully we can just bring it down to 50 bucks for everything you know um and which includes the packaging but delivery but at the moment i'm still working on that it's all new to me so mm. forgive the viewers um <laughs> listeners who had to pay the extra bless their hearts you know another 11 dollars. but people still seem i mean i had one lady the other day buy three of them it's like awesome wow you know so you know they bought so then she did package and post 11 dollars. well well supposed to be for each one but you know um they're not to know and that's <laughs> fine it's fine if people's only going to buy three i'm happy to yeah. you know post three um, so at the moment, um, with the garden of production, um, China's waiting for us to get the financing because we're still yeah, yeah. getting the financing for it. It's a big thing. Um, so if anyone's out there who wants to support with sponsoring or, or you know, promotion, and um, we are looking for them as well. Um, and uh, I'm working obviously with my business bank and stuff to try and get support that to get the production out quicker. Yeah. And now they're they're ready to go, and I think they have a holiday at the end of January. So mm. if we can get um, enough um, support financially wise or enough pre-orders by then then we can go for production hopefully mid-January and it'll take awesome. about four weeks to we have a we're going for a thousand at the moment to be produced yeah. um, obviously if the order if we get the pre-orders and it excels then we'll look at more and and then bring them bring them over and that'll take about four weeks I said to Fantastic. put them to print and then so send us a sample over we'll okay it and then they'll do the pre-order so any listeners, you know, I apologise that it's not. We have prototypes at the moment, and um, we do have pop up events we are doing and trying to do. So, if there's anyone, any specific people who got in a certain area, and we have a lot of people requesting in a certain area, I could probably look at doing that. And mm. apart from doing the places I'm doing, I'm considering to see whether I can use my corrections um, employment as a base to do all the pop up events and have a chat with them and maybe mm. see if they can if they can support us by doing a, like a few hours in the evening after work awesome uh, you know all over the country so now i can just go to there and it's just a, a more central point for people to go to but i still need to talk to them yet and see if yeah. they could um support me with that if that's Absolutely. what we need but, yeah. yeah but i mean you know the dice and fork are good um they've given us the opportunity they do new board games uh, every saturday and this saturday coming on the 8th um we've got um one for the dice and fork and then on the 20th that starts at 12 p.m uh, so people are welcome to come and try the game then. And then on the 22nd, uh, Cakes and Ladders in um, Simmons Street in Auckland. Awesome. We've got another one, which I'm just, we've got 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. I'm just seeking verification from, they're on holiday at the moment, but they've said that should be fine. Mm. But obviously the website's got that as well. So on the website, there's a pop-up of the um, event of menu with community. And then in the community, it says about our charities we donate to. And also, it's got out uh, the pop-up events people to have a look and see where they are, and uh, when they're coming up. So we got two at the moment: one on Saturday and one on the twenty-second. Awesome! But yeah, busy, busy man. Well, you know, <laughs> with that, um, hopefully, when this help supports me, I can stop the Uber. But <laughs> the Uber is another way of obviously um, supporting yeah. what we need to do. Awesome! And obviously, just like to take the opportunity to thank my brother, mm. um, and obviously, I dedicate it to my parents as well because without their their support and love you know and the way they brought me up i wouldn't be who i am today mm. so my brother in canada jeremy he's um he's done a lot of he's worked for a graphic design company over there yeah and his um his dedication support and uh, commitment as well as his perseverance with me has given me the opportunity to do be where we are today and get you know i said to him oh when i get when i get successful i'll give you some i don't want any money i said you're getting some money i said without that you wouldn't be where it is so yeah, but he, that's that's our family. You know, I don't worry about it. I just want to help. You know, 
and that's why we've always been like the same with Elaine you know mm. we always like to help people sometimes we probably don't think about ourselves too much because we're always helping other people <laughs> but we get there in the end um, and I like to think that as well as it being successful for the viewers and people who want to or the listeners who, who want to buy the game it will be successful for us as a family yes and give us the opportunity to move forward and do other things uh, with our lives you know as well as have the freedom to choose what we want to do rather than do what we have to do that's and great I don't it's not something I mean I, I don't I don't with my job now I don't not that I don't like it I enjoy what I do yeah. but with 25 years looking after people's problems it, uh, it can burn you down a bit absolutely and, uh, you know having worked in the police in the UK and the police over here and I worked at Waikiria Prison for a year in Remand before mm-hmm. I joined probation. So um, that was quite um, like uh, mentally exhausting. Um, demand oh, that. Absolutely. So, yeah. uh, it's also in the, you know, people give the analogy of the bottom of the cliff stuff, you know, and that's where all the resource goes. And mm. isn't it good that there's something to add to the tools at the top? Yeah. You know, which is the, yeah, let's get prisoners to play a game that can give them the tool sets to be able to grab a little bit of life back you know which yeah. is like to i don't know like you add all this i think the secret is add little bits together like a driver's license like an ird number a bank account mm. and all of a sudden you've you're actually living that's exactly, that, that is yeah. what society and is. that's what that's what um they do obviously in corrections people are supported prior to coming out of, of the prisons and then they they support them in the community and they support them with housing as well mm. so there's a, a an integrational there's a big integration of support network in place more than what it used to be mm. um, and they're obviously aware of people who go in there with nothing and they like to give them as much as they can to come out mm. and driving license as well as education I mean you know getting the education getting getting qualifications you know whatever they do and learning in prison and then coming out it's a good it's a good tool and it's um, and then they've got uh, the Moomoo and they've got PARS who are part of the integration and it all um, and, and they also support um, people's integration within their they have um, they have accommodation they support and then within the time frame they then give them the opportunity to help them find other accommodation so that's, yes. that's also good so it's good that in New Zealand there's a lot of care and thought within the community and as well as pre release from prisons and stuff mm. and it helps it certainly helps um uh, like you said before um it certainly helps um the confidence in these in the people coming out who haven't got nothing when they went in yes um and a lot of them a lot of them a lot of them i think some of them are surprised that they can achieve what they achieve mm. when they're inside inside the prisons and stuff and come out with what they've got and it does give them that sense of living of li- to live you know that sense of being mm. being proud of what they got you know so um <clears throat> so they're they're like um yeah having having all that like you said having the iod getting the bank account sorted out it's all stuff which they get dealt with and getting a driving license i mean they're big things you know people who have never had it before yep. you know absolutely gives them, and it gives them the confidence then to move forward mm. and it gives them the ability to go for a job because they need like forklift licenses and stuff like yep. that yep. they can get they can have a forklift license but they want without a license but they've got to work within the confounds of where they're working but with a license they can take the vehicle outside onto the public road and do what they need mm. to do so there's all that you know there's a lot, lot of thing there yeah absolutely yeah. well you answered my second question which was you know if we talk in 2023 what are some of the outcomes and I mean I'm happy I didn't ask that because you kind of revealed a bit of those you know which was it'd be nice for you to do something with the family mm. and 
to you've done 25 years of helping others out and you yeah. still will be but yeah. I like this way of doing it you know it's, yeah. a, it's interesting and I think the other thing too is um, yes you can have learning and you know it, you can have information but it needs to be delivered in a fun way I teach I know how boring it can be mm. you know and I see the students lack of engagement Yeah. so it's it's a fun way to learn exactly and that's, that's the whole purpose of it it's, it's a fun way to learn and that's what the you know the board game depicts on it the fun entertaining and family mm-hmm. you know fueled way of learning and outwitting each other you know with regards to sort of who not it's not a question of who's the best it's just learning you know and, mm. and obviously when you got a child like you say beating your parents at a game <laughs> where they should know more then it's it for them it's it excels them it gives them that inspirational sort of desire to yep to want to achieve more I suppose if they can beat mm. their parents are playing a board game I'm sure they can learn more and if they're learning then yeah maybe they can also find another way for themselves to learn if they're having problems at school and they find that this type of um, cause when I was in the police college we I had all these mnemonics going around all the rooms and stuff and I sort of read them all every night trying to remember everything mm. because uh, I couldn't like friends of mine they just read the thing oh yeah I know that definition that's all good they take the exam the following day. I like learn, learn, learn. I just scrape through all the time. Or like you said before, is it this or is it that answer? Yeah. And I always choose the wrong one, you know. But yeah, so hopefully give um, new learners and people who who play the game another um, perception as to oh yeah, I can maybe do this this way rather than this way mm. to learn, you know, at school as well as learning that I'm doing now. But mm. let's hope so anyway. Well, that's all we've got. But I hope. And yeah. um, I appreciate you driving all the way here with Elaine, your, your wife, to come and chat to me. And, you know, um, I'm happy to have captured this and, you know, it will be fun for you to look back at this in some years. And you can bank it for your family because you've, yes. you've acknowledged a lot of people that helped you along the way too, which is cool. Yeah, that's what it's all about as well. You know, showing the appreciation for the people who have made it possible. And, yeah, my brother's done that. And, um, you know... It, He's had to sort of endure a lot of his own time out of his own work, you know, in, in the late early hours of the morning, keep rendering stuff and doing stuff. And, you, know, <laughs> you don't realise um, or you don't appreciate how much, because I said to him, well, all you do is change it, what's the problem? He goes, yeah, I've got to render it, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. Yeah. I said, I don't know, I don't know what you've got to do. So, yeah, so it's made me realise that in the graphic design world and the art world, it's, it's, a lot of, um, it's a lot of parts involved in order to make one, even one, piece of the of the mm. game you know so like life's like that too though yeah. isn't it yeah it's, it's just like your board like game oh man yeah. and it's it can lose a piece and it buggers everything up yeah. so i you know there's heaps of metaphors for that and no uh, look i'd like to catch up with you again and i wish you the best and because i wish i saw the best how cool would it be for you to earn your own money doing something you love exactly and yeah and then helping others and, and then when, when we had the money to do that and i can do other stuff i want to do rather mm. than what I have to do that's right and like I said before just because I have to do it doesn't mean I don't enjoy it you know but it's just time to time to look at other options I think as we, we all get older we're getting mm. into our 60s and stuff and it'd be nice to um, by the time I'm 60 which is about another three years or so to be able to have a bit more freedom you know and Absolutely. like I said to the wife you know like at the end of the day it'd be nice to go to the UK for because my parents aren't getting younger mm. and, you know and they're like getting to that fragile stage and and you know we haven't been back for about eight you know, years. and obviously with her daughter now having problems you know that's mm. another concerning thing so it'd be nice to go down there and spend a month or two months in the UK without having to worry about you know financing mm. so hopefully this game will also help us and also give us 
the opportunity to help others in other lines of things I want to do in life. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's us for now. Thank you so much, Ian. I, I'm going to um, keep the camera rolling because I want us to have a, a wee look at okay, the game. And cool. Then, yeah, no and, problem. And then, uh, yeah, awesome. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Will. Holding my head again Making my way through crowded thoughts Sometimes it's hard to get out of it Broke my heart in the dark I was just trying to feel something Falling asleep to the sound of it Always used to let you clean up the messes Down on my knees, thought I couldn't stand up on my own Turns out sometimes you're stronger alone Bringing out the fight, yeah, bring on all the lightning Cause I'm looking for a hero Look inside the mirror, I find one Oh, carry the hurt when it gets too hard Pick it up, dust it off When I fall down 11, I get up 12 Don't need nobody else, yeah I can save myself Got burned, but I learned Our scars make us who we are Now I'm ten feet tall over my demons Remind me no one's got me like myself Yeah, I love me without any help I'm the best thing to believe in So I'm bringing out the fight, yeah, bring on all the lightning Cause I'm looking for a hero, look inside the mirror I find one, oh Carry the hurt when it gets too hard Pick it up, dust it off, when I fall down a But I got a million reasons why I won't Cause this heavy is a season And the sun is always right behind the storm